0: Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo, chapter 32. My attention was drawn from the perplexity into which I had been thrown by the strange scene, to a new drama which succeeded the farce that had been played before their amazed band. Biasu had again taken his place upon his mahogany throne. The obi was seated on his right, Rigaud on his left, on the two squares which accompanied the chief's throne. The obi, with his arms crossed on his breast, seemed to have given himself up to deep thought. Biasu and Rigaud were chewing tobacco, and an aide-de-camp had just asked the Mariscal de Campo if he should order a general march of the forces, when three tumultuous groups of negroes, with hideous shouts, arrived at the entrance of the grotto. Each one of these groups brought a prisoner to be judged by Biasu. Not to know whether he would forgive them— but to know the manner of death which the unfortunate one should endure. Their sinister cries announced as much. Death! Death! cried some English negroes from Buckman's band, many of whom had by this time arrived to join Biasu's French and Spanish negroes. The Mariscal de Campo, with a gesture of his hand, commanded silence, and ordered the three captives to be brought to the entrance of the grotto. I recognized two of them with considerable surprise. One was Citizen General C., that philanthropist who was in correspondence with all the lovers of the Negro race in different parts of the globe, and who had proposed to the governor so cruel a mode of suppressing the insurrection. The other was the planter of doubtful origin, who manifested so great a dislike to the mulattoes, amongst whom the whites insisted on classing him. The third appeared to belong to a section called Poor Whites. He wore a leathern apron, and his sleeves were turned up to his elbows. All three had been taken at different times, hiding in the mountains. The poor white was the first one that was questioned. "'Who are you?' asked Biasu. "'I am Jacques Bélin, carpenter to the Hospital of the Fathers at Cap.' Surprise and shame struggled for the mastery in the eyes of the generalissimo of the conquered country. Jacques Bélin, repeated he, biting his lips. Yes, replied the carpenter. Do you not recognize me? Begin, retorted the Mariscal de Campo furiously, by recognizing and saluting me. I do not salute my slave, replied the carpenter. Your slave, wretch! cried the general. Yes, replied the carpenter. Yes, I was your first master. You pretend not to recognize me, but recollect, Jean Biasu, that I sold you for thirteen piastres to a Santo Domingo slave merchant. An expression of concentrated rage passed over Biasou's face. Well, continued the carpenter, you appear ashamed of having worked for me, Ought not Jean Biasu to feel proud of having belonged to Jacques Bellin? Your own mother, the old idiot, has often swept out my shop. But now I have sold her to the major-domo of the hospital of the fathers. She was so decrepit that he would only give me thirty-two livres and six sous for her. There is your history, and mine. But it seems as if the negroes and the mulattoes are growing proud, and that you have forgotten the time when, on your knees, "'You served, Master Jacques Bélin, the carpenter at Cap. "'Biesu listened to him with that sardonic smile "'that gave him the appearance of a tiger. "'Good,' said he. "'Then he turned to the negroes who had captured Bélin. "'Get two trestles, two planks, and a saw, "'and take this man away. "'Jacques Bélin, carpenter of Cap, thank me, "'for you shall have a true carpenter's death.' His sardonic laugh too fully explained the horrible manner in which he intended to punish the pride of his former master. I shivered, but Jacques Bélin did not frown. He turned proudly to Biasu. "'Yes,' said he, "'I ought to thank you, for I sold you for thirteen piastres, and you certainly brought me more than you were worth.' They dragged him away.